It's time for America Outdoors Radio, the show that covers the outdoor scene across the U.S. of A. and the entire continent. Fishing, hunting, conservation, outdoor recreation, and great destinations, we cover it all every week. It's your country, your outdoors. Let's explore it together with your host, John Cruz. You've probably heard of the Golden Ticket from the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but have you heard of the Golden Crappie? It's true. It's a thing. From Field and Stream, we learned Minnesota angler Rick Konakowitz was ice fishing for crappie and walleye at Clear Lake near New Ulm a couple of weeks ago when he reeled in a once-in-a-lifetime catch. It was a 9-inch crappie, but it looked like no crappie any of us have seen before. It was colored bright gold. It turns out the crappie was a xanthic crappie, which means its normal pigmentation is changed to a bright yellow. According to fisheries biologists, the chances of catching a fish like this are about the same as winning the lottery. Personally, I think I'd rather win the lottery, but catching a gold-colored crappie, I've got to admit, that's pretty cool. This weekend, I'm at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show in Portland, Oregon, and if you live anywhere within driving distance of the Rose City, I hope you'll stop by the Expo Center, take in the second biggest sportsman show of the nation, and drop by my booth near the fly casting pool because we are giving away all sorts of great stuff from our sponsors. That includes cutting boards and ball caps from Camp Chef, also discount coupons from Sportsman's Warehouse where you can get up to $30 off your purchase. You can sing for your salmon and get a package of delicious wild-caught Alaskan smoked salmon from our friends at Cena Sea Seafoods. You remember the opening of the song Money for Nothing by Dire Straits back in the 80s, I Want My MTV? Well, if you come over to my booth and tell me I want my Cena Sea, I'll hook you up with some smoked salmon while supplies last this weekend. We are also giving away some awesome pocket knife sharpeners from WorkSharp. Just show up at our booth and pick a number between 1 and 50. If you guess it right, you win the knife sharpener. And then there's the big giveaway. Another lever action rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a golden boy, a 22 caliber gun that is just plain beautiful, but it's not just beautiful. It also shoots straight. It's rugged. It's reliable. It has a lifetime satisfaction guarantee, and it's made right here in the USA. All you have to do to win it is text the word lever to the number we've got displayed on a banner at our booth, answer three easy questions, and you are entered for a chance to win. Now, I know we are in 31 states, and while folks in Washington and Oregon can get to the show this weekend, most of you can't. That's why we are going to share the number to text with you during the show this weekend, so you too can have a chance to enter this giveaway, which doesn't cost a thing, except for whatever your cell phone company charges you for text messaging. So get your pens out or your smartphone and be ready to enter for your chance to win this Henry Golden Boy Lever Action Rifle. What else do we have going on this week on America Outdoors Radio? We've got some more audio recorded from the floor of SHOT Show in Las Vegas. That's what. In just a minute, you'll hear from Michael Anton with Camp Safe. He's got a twist on a Vietnam War era tool designed to keep you safe in bear country and also to keep your property safe at home. Speaking of bears, you'll 
want to have a bear-proof cooler when you're camping in bear country and canyon coolers out of Flagstaff, Arizona makes premium coolers that will definitely keep the bears out of your food. We caught up with Jason Costello, the president of Canyon Coolers at SHOT Show, and he'll tell you about how his coolers stack up against the competition for a price well below what you'll pay for a Yeti cooler. Scott Haugen, a longtime outdoors media pro who has been an editor, book author, television host, and more, talks about his career, the state of outdoors media today, and how you can become an outdoors media pro if you decide you want to get into that career field. I'm also going to re-air one of my favorite interviews. This one is with Scott Linden. He's the host of Wing Shooting USA. He's an avid upland bird hunter, and the topic we'll talk about today is all about socks. Wear the right pair, and you can have a very comfortable day in the field. Choose the wrong pair, and you might be hobbling along with a whole bunch of blisters. You'll definitely want to hear what Scott has to say about taking care of your feet today. Next up, we are broadcasting from the halls of SHOT Show, which has expanded its footprint into Seizures Forum. And I found something that I think is really interesting, especially if you are camping in bear country. It's a company called CampSafe, and they have an early warning signal and system for intruders and wildlife. With us here to tell us more about it is Michael Anton. He's the person that founded this company, and they're located in Post Falls, Idaho. Michael, welcome to the show. I thank you. Yeah, we created Fifth Ops. And it's an acronym for Fire in the Hole. Various trip alarms, a good deterrence for grizzly bears, and your tweakers that we're having so many problems with these days. So it makes a good deterrent. Why don't you tell our listeners how this works? So you set up this trip alarm around your tent or beside your house, and it just goes off. And so it's an audible, a 12-gauge blank that goes bang, 150, 175 decibels, and it generally scares the perp away or if you have a pest problem it does a really good job of that as well so why don't you explain since this is radio exactly what the system looks like and how it works so we've got some wire here on a spool yeah so you got a military trip wire so you essentially just set it up on a 12 gauge device that only sets off the blanks pepper gas or flares and the idea again is just to set it around your campsite about a foot away from the, the ground, and the grizzly bear, or you got a person that has a problem coming into your camp, and it sets it off and alerts you that something's going on, or it wakes you up. I get the sound deterrent from the, the blank. Never even occurred to me to go ahead and deploy this with pepper gas or with a flare. What kind of people use that? Is that, again, people in bear country? So or we're, We actually were developing a down pilot kit not only is it going to have your flares to get rescued, but essentially your perimeter alarm while you're on the ground because you do want to get a good night's sleep. And you're going to be able to do that if you're always watching out for something. Okay, so this is why we have this. And we're also coming up with it's a DOT process or getting approval, and it's a 12-gauge fire starter, something that's never been done. Interesting. But it burns for three minutes, gives you a chance, a fighting chance to make a fire uh, with the same device, with the same 12-gauge device. Absolutely fascinating indeed. How long have you been in business now? So we've been in business officially about four years. I've been playing around with this for about 10 years. I created this years ago with grizzly bears in mind. So I myself is a mountaineer. I like it out the outdoors. But there's problems out there. There's creatures that want to get you, if you will. 
there are. You're absolutely right. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a, a grizzly bear, folks. You know, black bears, they can wander into camp and cause a lot of troubles and, frankly, don't want other animals around either. Now, before we went on the air, you were talking about the fact that people are buying these and setting them up around their homes. And why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners where this product sells best in the United States and why? Our number one area, if you will, is California. They have so many tweaker problems. These guys are getting their fix. They want to steal the bicycle in your front yard. They want to steal your gas. They want to do things so that they get their next fix. It's ridiculous, but this actually works. We've actually set it up. Our customers have set them up. They trip it at 2 o'clock in the morning. We got them on ring camera going off, and they're running away. So it works. No one gets injured. The perp's gone, and you're protected. I absolutely love this. What are these retail for? $25, $30 online at fifthops.com, F-I-T-H-O-P-S.com. All right. Again, that website, fifthops, not number five. It's F-I-T-H-O-P-S.com. That's F-I-T-H-O-P-S.com. Check it out. Check out Camp Safe, the 12-gauge perimeter triple arm. Whether you're going to be camping in bear country or just camping in the back country and don't want other people coming into your camp or for protection around your home, this is a great system. Michael, thanks for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I appreciate you, John. Thank you. Ready to step up to a quality-built rifle or shotgun that's a true classic? Check out Henry Repeating Arms, American-made. There's over 200 models to choose from in a variety of finishes and calibers for hunters and target shooters. Many of these are lever-action models with a look right out of the Old West. Don't be deceived, though. Henry Repeating Arms are modern, rugged, accurate, reliable, and have a lifetime guarantee. Find out more and order a free catalog today at HenryUSA.com. That's HenryUSA.com. Hunting and fishing are exercises in hope. Before you head into the woods, you hope to tag out on a deer you'll have to field dress. Before you make that first cast, you hope for a big fish to clean and fillet. When your hopes are realized, you'll need a sharp knife. Whether you sharpen that blade on a power sharpener in the shop or a manual sharpener in the field, WorkSharp has the tool for you. Look for WorkSharp products in sporting and stores near you or online at WorkSharpTools.com. Hey, how'd the meeting go with Tommy's school counselor today? Well, not exactly as planned. I I think we need help. Help? Why do we need help? Well, I asked her about paying for college, and she said that's not something they do. Hmm. Maybe it is time to get some help. Even if Tommy just goes to state college, it's going to cost at least $25,000 a year. We'll have to rate our retirement and pay for Tommy's tuition. There's got to be a better way. There is a better way. A way where you can pay less for college or even receive college tuition free, regardless of your income or your students' grades. A way for you to keep your hard-earned income and savings for your future and spend less on college, while virtually eliminating the need for student loans. Get the facts about college admissions and tuition by going to tuitionprograms.org. That's tuitionprograms.org, tuitionprograms.org. Get the facts about college admissions and tuition by going to tuitionprograms.org.
Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sina Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com. You're back in with America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz, and we've got a very special guest back with us. His name is Scott Linden. He's the former host of Field and Stream Radio and Outdoor Life Radio, but he's moved on to the small screen. Now you can check out what he has to offer at Scott Linden's Wing Shooting USA. We'll tell you what channels you can watch him on in a minute. But first, we've got to talk about socks. Scott, welcome to the show. Great to be back with you and enjoying every minute of being out of radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in love with radio. That's why I'm still here. I don't see going anywhere anytime soon. But you wrote a great blog that was on your website, finebirdhuntingspots.com. And it was all about socks and about the fact that wearing the wrong ones can literally ruin a hunt or a hike but if you wear the right ones and do the right things that hunt can actually be quite comfortable so let's talk a little bit about socks you and i we're both Boy Scouts, and we both learned that you should have your thin liner sock and then that really thick boot sock. Don't see too many people doing that these days, and there's some good reasons for that. Yeah, and I apologize in advance. So much of that new website is not about finding bird hunting spots anymore. It is to a great degree, and I work really hard at that because that is the number one need of bird hunters out there is finding places to go. So that's why I started it. But what I've also found is that there's a dearth of information on fundamental, basic, practical hunting advice, right? especially gear-oriented advice. So that's the rationale for the sock story, the dog boot story, and any number of other things like that. You know, it seems like every time I write about what's in my vest or what's in my truck, everybody's happy. So I'm going to keep doing it. I'm um, glad you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah. You remember those days, and I remember those days when you had a liner sock and a thick sock, and it was always wool, and it was always kind of a strange calculus for your feet. But yeah, as you said, if, if the whole idea is having fun on a hunting trip or just a hike for that matter. You know, an army does not march on its stomach. It marches on its feet, literally. And so keeping care of your feet is the number one priority. Sock technology has progressed dramatically since the good old days, primarily in the the materials that are being used, but also to a degree in the engineering. And so, yes, buy the right kind of socks. You don't need to wear a liner sock less an outer sock. And I lived this for decades, and I was finally convinced of it by some folks at a trade show where they said, all you need to do is you need to wear socks that fit correctly and are made of the right combination of textiles. I'm going to cut you off because I want to go there next. Uh, yeah. A lot of folks will either wear those really heavy wool socks, and you and I have both had the experience where they're 
too big and they kind of bunch up at the bottom of your hip boots or in your boots and then you get blisters or a lot of people just wear like cotton socks like you wear every day or wear to the gym. Why don't you explain to our listeners why cotton socks are a bad idea for an all-day hunt? Well, I'll give you an example that is more pant-related than sock-related, and then you'll get it. Okay. Back in the day, you went to a lecture by any sheriff's deputy who ran their search and rescue organization. They'd start the lecture by hanging up a pair of blue jeans and dipping the bottom cuff, if you will, in a bucket of water. By the end of the lecture, the entire pair of pants was soaking wet because cotton is absorbent. That's what makes it such a great old-school sweatsuit and towel for your shower room. You do not want your socks holding water next to your feet. Moisture is the enemy when it comes to foot comfort. You want a sock that wicks away sweat just like your inside layers of your hunting clothing do it. That does two things. Number one, it keeps your feet drier. And number two, it keeps you warmer or cooler depending on the weather and what else you have on. So you want a a pair of socks that has some sort of a wicking material and some sort of a material that will keep that shape. There's a whole bunch of uh, synthetic wicking materials out there that are pretty good, but they stink after you wear them for a few (laughs) times. I'm really a big believer in merino wool. Me too. And the folks at at an American company in Vermont, I think they are darn tough, makes a sock. I own a dozen pairs of this sock, and, and they're not cheap. And I pay for every one of them. I've never been able to convince them to send me any free pairs. <laughs> but, you know, look for a sock that is merino wool and then has some sort of a stretchy material. They use Lycra. Okay. And when you, when you put those two together, then it fits right. It stays in the right shape. And your feet will stay drier because all that sweat will wick itself to the outside. The temperature of your foot will drive the moisture to the outside of the sock and hopefully through your permeable, breathable boot to the atmosphere. Absolutely. One more thing I want to mention. You had a great tip as a middle-of-the-day pick-me-up when you've been hiking and hunting all morning long or all afternoon long, changing your socks. Yeah, yeah. It, hey, maybe you can relate, John, Boy Scout to Boy Scout. <laughs> when we were kids, we were, we were backpacking before there was any of this high-tech stuff. Correct. And so, at the, you know, in the middle of the day, at lunchtime, we'd always have lunch near a stream. Right. Everyone would shed their boots, go looking for snakes, and then eat lunch and soak your feet. Yep. The temperature change, the cooling of of your feet is more than anything else why you might want to change those socks. You literally have to take off your boots and you take off your socks and all of a sudden, ah, they're breathing again a little bit. And then if you have dry socks, because your feet will sweat eight ounces a day. You know, that's almost a glass of beer at some bars. Uh, (laughs) Your feet will sweat that much. You don't really want that stuck in your boots or stuck on your socks, which means stuck on your feet. So change your socks if you can. People will will think you're nuts on the first day. By the third day, they're going to be doing it too. Everything you ever wanted to know about socks as a hunter and a hiker, you just found out from Scott Linden. I've only got a minute left, and I I want to talk really quick about Wing Shooting USA. What channels can people find it on? 
Right now, we're in between big TV networks. Okay. Uh, you know, this is the time of year when we're not on, but you can watch it anytime you want on Amazon Prime. So if you've got Amazon Prime, and 82 million of you do out there, just go there and search for Wing Shooting USA, and you'll find it real easily, and you can watch it on the big, big screen, or however big yours is, or always on YouTube. So one or the other, both places are good places to find it. And more details on the sock story and all sorts of other gear stuff at finebirdhuntingspots.com. That's finebirdhuntingspots.com. Definitely something you're going to want to bookmark and make one of your favorites, especially if you're into upland bird hunting. Scott, thank you, sir, as always, for appearing on America Outdoors Radio. Good to talk with you again, John. been telling you about Sportsman's Cove Lodge in southeast Alaska for a while now, and there's a reason. They are the only Alaska lodge we talk about in this show. It's because they're truly Alaska's best lodge. The adventure starts with a float plane ride from Ketchikan, after which you'll get the chance to experience some of the best hospitality, food, and wonderful people you'll ever meet. Wildlife is abundant, from bears and deer to eagles and whales, and let's not forget the reason you're here, the fishing. Halibut, salmon, lingcod, rockfish, true cod, and more. It's all waiting for you in abundance at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Book your trip today at alaskasbestlodge.com. That's alaskasbestlodge.com for Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Come explore the Dalles in Oregon for outdoors fun. Hike amongst the wildflowers, bike our riverfront trail, or visit the Gorge Discovery Center where you can enjoy a live raptor display. Or even check out our National Neon Sign Museum. But don't forget the fishing. We've got salmon, steelhead, bass, walleye, and monster-sized sturgeon waiting just for you. When the day is done, tell those tall tales at one of our wineries, breweries, or restaurants and plan your next adventure. Find out more at explorethedalles.com. Welcome back to America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. Lucky us, we get the chance to talk to Scott Haugen again, very well-known member of the outdoors media industry. You've seen him on TV. You've seen his name as the editor of magazines. He's written all sorts of books to include all sorts of books with his wife, Tiffany. He's literally been everywhere when it comes to the outdoors media the last 20 years, but he's been in a self-imposed exile going back to his roots of teaching in a small Alaska village. Scott, great to have you back on the air again. Hey, thanks, John. Nice to be back. So, Scott, you are coming back to the Pacific Northwest, heading back towards Springfield, Oregon. Like I said, you've been through a lot over the years. I want to discuss some of that as we go along, but let me start off with this. When you get back, what do you plan on doing in the outdoors industry? Your most recent ventures have involved television. Yeah, you know, I, I, I doubt I will get back into the uh, TV world that we 
were very blessed to get into that, you know, starting around 2002, 2003, and then hitting a pretty heavy start in about 2005. And the timing was just perfect for that. Uh, it was a really genuine platform. You know, honestly, the last few years I was doing it, it was fun, but it wasn't as fun. It's not because it turned into a job. It was still a very fun hobby, and I, I loved being outdoors, you know, more than anything uh, in relationship to the job. But things started changing big time when it went from, you know, hunting education to outdoor entertainment. And I think a lot of the, the big wheels that were promoting hunting TV shows lost sight of what it really was. And it turned into more of a reality show or a reality platform, I should say. And, you know, that that's something that true sportsmen can see through. And it just wasn't feeling like as pure of a, of a platform to spend my time on like it used to be. You know, th- there were some good shows out there and there still are some good shows out there. But I think you could just see kind of a down cycle coming in the quality. And I thought, you know, now is going to be a good time to step away from that. At the same time, we kind of got away from the book writing. Book sales just really plummeted the last few years for whatever reason. Actually, this last fall was interesting because this probably the last eight months, our book sales were back up to where they were, you know, 10, 12 years ago interesting. Uh, on our online sales. So it's been an interesting thing to be a part of. You know, I won't go back to TV. I don't have any intention to when we go back. We were actually in negotiations with some big networks to do some things up here in Alaska, and we were pretty excited about that. Then it just turned into a, a direction we didn't want to have our name affiliated to. But I tell you what I had the most enjoyment with looking back on what we did was the live streams and the work that we did with the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife. That, right. that has probably been the highlight of my career. You know, it is interesting what you say about television, and you're right. Things are changing in a hurry. Babe Winkleman, of all people, from Minnesota, very well-known figure in terms of an outdoors television host. He and his wife, they filed for bankruptcy. I mean, it's gotten that bad in the TV industry that, you know, when Babe Winkleman can't make a go of it, you know things are in trouble. It sounds like you pulled out of that industry at the right time, though there are plenty of folks like you mentioned and, and I know as well that are still doing well in outdoors television. So don't write it off. But the industry, like yeah. you said, it certainly is changing. The book industry has changed as well. The magazine industry has changed as well. Do you see the outdoors media migrating more to live stream and onto the Internet away from these traditional outlets? You know, I kind of do see it go in that direction. And again, that's where I think it gets kind of dicey. And, you know, the biggest, I guess, need that I've seen in this industry, having been in it so long, is the need for experiential knowledge and people to build that experience. You know, it's crazy. I've been hunting for, you know, almost 50 years now. And and I still am learning something when I go out there, whether I'm hunting, fishing, you know, doing wildlife photography, I'm still learning. So when you see all these platforms that are popping up everywhere, you know, with people with, you know, two, five, 10, you know, 15, 20 years of experience behind them. When those kind of become the, you know, the go-to resources, um, that, that's probably my biggest concern, just because it takes so much time to, to build knowledge. You know, it's great because anyone and everyone can hunt and fish, uh, you know, have the opportunity to do that in America, which is great. But when it comes to presenting knowledge, I, I think it's just something that, you know, that industries need to be aware of, uh, you know, that it takes a long time to learn about what's going on out there. And again, I'm, you know, by no means a, an expert on, on all this stuff, but I do know that genuine knowledge and spending the time outdoors is so necessary in learning. That's where I was so fortunate to do this for a living, you know, being out there 260, 280 days in the field, you know, that's where you're going to learn. And to me, that's been the greatest resource and blessing to share that knowledge. 
Well, Scott, I would beg to differ. I think you are looked at as an expert, both as a hunter and as an angler, and also as an expert when it comes to the outdoors media. Question for you, you know, for some people that are listening today, whether they be young Mm -hmm. or old, that are thinking to themselves, I'd love to break into the outdoors media industry. What advice would you give them? Is there still room for people to get into print, to get into photography, to get into traditional media, or should every everyone be going all in with digital media? You know, that's a really good question. And, and I get questions like that multiple times a week. And, and I just have kind of a cut and paste, you know, reply that I've had for years. And, and it's interesting because well, when I was getting into this industry, I asked, you know, some of the big names in the, in the industry, Jim Zumbo, Craig Bonington, you know, some of those guys, uh, the, the same question. And they told me there's always room for quality people, you know, providing good, knowledgeable content. And I still think there is a, a need for that. And I think more so than ever, a need for that. You know, the print side is very hard to get into. There are a lot of magazines, you know, all magazines are struggling right now. Right. Book sales are bad. You know, you mentioned Dave Winkleman, you know, earlier about the bankruptcy thing. It's getting very difficult to make a living in the outdoor industry. You know, you, you look at the number of people and roughly about 10% of the population hunts and fishes. And so you're already kind of behind the eight ball, you know, trying to target a a larger audience, which is why I think a lot of people have gone online with some of their content. They're able to reach more people. At the same time, it's definitely nothing that we should flick in and say, we're never going to get there. That's been my greatest drive is trying to reach, you know, they they say about 10% of us hunt and fish, 10% of us are of the population, our antis never will hunt and fish. Well, there's 80% out there. And that 80% has always been what's driven me. It, it hasn't been to, you know, preach to the choir. You know, we've already got that 10%, but but trying to reach that other 80%. And I, that's where I really encourage, you know, people to, to hook up. You know, if you can get connected with companies in the industry and provide educational content for them where they are kind of the go-to source within their community, whether it's a rifle scope or a fishing line or, you know, a smoker company, anything where you can bring in some expertise and provide knowledge on not only that subject, but other subjects relating to the outdoors where that company is the source that people are going to. To me, there's quite a bit of validity in that. That's Scott Haugen, folks. Again, one of the most adaptable members of the outdoors media industry I've ever met. He's literally done it all. He has changed with the times. He's adapted with the times. And he succeeded at every level as well. So that's some great advice for any of you aspiring to be in the outdoors media. There is room for you. It's not going to be easy. But like Scott said, find your niche, develop some expertise, and jump in there. You just might find some great success. And like Scott and I, you'll probably love what you're doing for a living. If you want to find out more about Scott Haugen and what he's doing, I'd encourage you to go to his website. You'll find it at scotthaugen.com. That's H-A-U-G-E-N, scotthaugen.com. Scott, thanks for the great words of advice today on America Outdoors Radio. Thank you, John. Keep up the good work. This portion of the show is brought to you by Henry Repeating Arms, and they have been kind enough to provide us with another Golden Boy 22 caliber lever action rifle to give away to one lucky person who is attending the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show in Portland. We've got a banner there, and all you have to do is text the word lever to the number that we've got on the banner. Now, I know a lot of you who are listening in places a long ways from Portland, Oregon, are thinking, I want a chance to do this too, and that's more than fair. And you know what? I'm going to give you that chance. So grab a pencil or a pen, and here you go. Text the word lever 
to the following number. It is 1-833-223-6478. Again, text the word LEVER, L-E-V-E-R, to 1-833-223-6478. You're going to answer three questions. They're going to ask for your email address. That's how they'll let you know on either Monday or Tuesday if you're the winner. They'll also ask you your name, and they'll ask you the zip code that you're from. That's all you have to do, and they'll let you know you're entered. And with any luck, even if you can't make the show, you might end up winning this beautiful firearm made in America by Henry Repeating Arms. It's the Golden Boy. It retails for $617, and it could be yours. Again, just text the word LEVER to... 1-833-223-6478 and you are entered for a free chance to win a Henry Repeating Arms Golden Boy Lever Action Rifle. If you didn't catch that number, don't worry. We'll repeat it one more time during this show. Until then, go to HenryUSA.com, check out the Golden Boy, and ask for your free catalog and decals too. That website again, HenryUSA.com. In today's news, I'm cooking a brisket. Let's go to Jill at my house to see how it's going. This is your house and you brought me and the crew to check on your brisket? That's correct, Jill. How's it looking? This is a Camp Chef Woodwind Wi-Fi. You know you, you can check your cook right from your phone, right? I didn't know that was an option, Jill. Well, never mind. But before you leave, can you feed the dog? What? No, no. When we get back, why is my check engine light on? The answer may shock me. Why book at Sportsman's Cove Lodge? Why is Alaska like no other place on earth? It hasn't changed in thousands of years. From the way you get here on a float plane to the way you go out with the guides and the boats, it's just a professional experience. And I said, this is as good as it gets. I said, if you can't catch fish here, you can't catch fish anywhere. Your experience with us will leave you speechless. Book now at alaskasbestlodge.com. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstances, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the darkest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true. To provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities, Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. That's huntofalifetime.org. Country Hunters and Anglers. You may have heard of us, but what are we about? BHA is the voice for your wild public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to boots on the ground projects like public land cleanups, we work across North America to uphold the legacy of our public lands and waters, as well as your opportunity to hunt, fish, and recreate on them. Stand up for public lands and waters and become a BHA member today. Visit backcountryhunters.org.
Next on America Outdoors Radio, we continue to bring you audio recorded on the floor of SHOT Show in Las Vegas, Nevada. And there's a whole bunch of exhibitors here that are providing a lot of different goods to the industry, not just the shooting industry, but also the outdoors industry and the hunting industry. And as you might imagine, there's some cooler companies here. One of them I've really been wanting to talk to for a long time now is Canyon Coolers. And we've got the president and CEO of Canyon Coolers with us here today. Jason Costello made the trip here from Flagstaff, Arizona. Jason, great to have you on the air. Thanks for having me on board, John. We really appreciate being here. Let's talk a little bit about Canyon Coolers. You know, the the space you occupy is a very competitive space. It all started with Yeti in terms of these premium quality coolers. How does yours stack up? Well, we stack up pretty darn well. Um, Most recently, uh, Four Wheeler Magazine tested us against all the big boys out there. And our little boutique cooler company won the whole competition. Uh, Our outfitter, 35, and... And to be honest, we just put an extra inch of insulation in the body and uh, charged a fair price for it. So how long did that cooler retain ice in that test? They were able to go six days, and then the next closest was about a day and a half behind us. That is impressive. That's really impressive, especially when you talk about the price point, because you're not nearly as expensive as, well, we'll say Yeti. No, absolutely. We've got kind of a tiered system, so our outfitter coolers are are meant to be kind of rugged but simple and back of the truck and very clean lines, but we give you a very fair price point. And then we've got other coolers. Our pro lines are, are much fancier, and the divider turns into a table, and, and you're going to pay that Yeti price, but you're going to get a little more innovative, better-functioning product. I really like some of the aspects that you have on that pro line. I love the fact you can take that divider out and basically have a little chopping table right there that you attach to the cooler. like the latches that you have on it, too, a little bit different than some of the other latches that the other companies have. Yeah, most everybody out there has what we call like a birthday cake design where it gets real fat at the top. And, and there's reasons for that. It's easier to manufacture them that way. But we're, we're back of the truck people, and we just want a clean, nice fit. So it takes a little more doing at the front end. But we make our products square so that your space isn't wasted. and You can get into small places and still have functional use of it. I was listening to you talking to a potential buyer, and I really like the fact that when you made these coolers, you had certain tasks in mind. So one of them, in particular in the Pro Series, you said this is really popular with whitewater rafters. Tell our listeners about that. It really goes back to our roots. We're from Flagstaff, Arizona. We sit on top of the Grand Canyon, and there's 272 miles of whitewater down there. And that spoke to my passion. And we built, like, the very best whitewater ice chest out there. But, you know, there's other people in my company, too, that like to hunt or fish. And we're boutique, but we really bring in the passions for the different things that we like to do. And we try to speak to that when we do our design work. Speaking of hunting and having a place to to store your elk meat or your deer meat and keeping the bears away, and this applies whether you're hunting or camping, folks, you've got some very bear-proof coolers, don't you? We did, yeah. I think you overheard me, but we're, our 150-quart cooler came back with a note from the Grizzly Society going that they had a really hard time testing it because the Grizzlies were intimidated by the cooler itself <laughs> and all the, all the exposed metal bars that were going through it there uh, kind of intimidated the bear, apparently. <laughs> and that's something I haven't seen before is metal bars on the side of a cooler. What's that for? Well, it's going to stop with something that we call warpage, and it's common in the rotomolded industry for something that's been out in the sun a little bit too long and is cold inside. You're going to start to see the thing change shape. 
And we build in design elements to stop warping from happening. And it lets us provide like a lifetime no-fault warranty on our products. That's probably the biggest selling point of your coolers is the lifetime warranty, isn't it? It really is. It's a nice peace of mind. You're plunking down some serious money. And we're everyday guys, too. And we understand the value of 300 bucks. And, uh, you know, we're just going to take care of you. So, yeah, we've even had folks whose houses were burned down, but they had some semblance of a cooler left. We were able to replace it for them and at least give them a little bit of peace of mind. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. One last thing I want to talk about, and this goes back to uh, keeping things cool, keeping that ice in there. You do something special with the drain plugs. Some of our drain plugs are actually insulated, so uh, nobody else is really doing that. There's really a lack of innovation out there. Like, we're small and dumb enough to take on billion-dollar companies, but we saw there's an opportunity to improve a few things here and there, and we haven't been afraid to do that. Well, I think most of our listeners, and I know I certainly do, appreciate a David versus Goliath story, and, and I love the innovation that you've got here. Folks, you can find Canyon Coolers online, obviously, at canyoncoolers.com. That's canyoncoolers.com, but also look for them at Sportsman's Warehouse stores all over the country, and they're in a lot of Ace Hardware stores, too. Again, Canyon Coolers, check them out, save some money, and get a premium cooler that you'll have the rest of your life. Jason, thanks for sharing this with us today on America Outdoors Radio. John, thank you so much for having me on. We really appreciate being a part of your show. This portion of the show was brought to you by our friends at WorkSharp, and they gave me a whole bunch of pocket knife sharpeners to give away to you at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show in Portland. I absolutely love these. They retail for about $15 each. They've got field guides so that your blade at exactly the right angle for sharpening. I'm holding one in my hand right now. I've got my pocket knife, and just listen to this as it hits the abrasive. Just so easy to do. And turn it over the other way, get the other side of the blade. And then you just flip it over and it's got a little ceramic like honing rod. Again, with the guides that give you the perfect angle. And in no time at all, you've got your knife sharp and ready to go. You just put that pocket knife sharpener right back in your pocket. You can find these at sporting goods stores, hardware stores, and ranch and home stores all over the country. You can also find them online at worksharptools.com. And like I said, if you come to my booth at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show, we're giving a whole bunch of these away. I've got about 30 of them. And the way you win one is play our pick a number game. You just pick a number between 1 and 50. We've got it written down at the booth there. And if you guess right, you win the knife sharp. Now, bring a group with you when you do, because if you get it wrong as the first person to guess, I'm going to go to the next person and tell them whether your guess was high or low. And the more people that are in the group, the better the odds are of narrowing it down and guessing the right number so that one of you wins one of these knife sharpeners. It's a lot of fun to play this little game. We had a lot of fun doing it at the Washington Sportsman Show. I look forward to doing it some more during this Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show at the Expo Center in Portland. We're giving some other things away at our booth there as well. That includes smoked salmon, delicious coho and sockeye salmon from Prince William Sound and the Copper River, courtesy of our friends at Cena Sea Seafoods. Cena spelled S-E-N-A, Cena Sea Seafoods. you got to check them out. They deliver wild-caught Alaskan seafood right to your door, and it's absolutely delicious. If you want a package, I've got about two dozen of these, and I'll give them out until I run out. You just come up to my booth 
You remember that old Dire Straits song, you know, that starts off, I want my MTV? Well, just tell me I want my Cena C and tell me what station you're listening to. And if you sing it to me, I'll give you your choice of salmon, whether it be coho or sockeye. We're also giving away portable cutting boards and ball caps from Camp Chef and a whole bunch of brochures from our sponsors, the Dallas Area Chamber of Commerce and Sportsman's Cove Lodge, among others. And then there's the big giveaway. If you come to our booth, you're going to see a banner from Henry Repeating Arms with a photo of a Golden Boy 22 caliber lever action rifle. And if you want to win it, you just text the word lever to the number that's on that banner. And like I said before in the show, I understand that we are in 31 states and it's just not possible for a lot of you to get to the show this weekend. So I'm going to help you out. Hopefully you've got that pen ready and you've got that cell phone open. Just text the word lever to the following number. It is one. 1- 833-223-6478. Again, that number is 1-833-223-6478. If you didn't get it, just shoot me an email through my website at americaoutdoorsradio.com and I'll get you that information. You do need to enter before Sunday night at 6, though, when the show closes. Because shortly after that, we'll be drawing for a winner and one lucky person is going to get this Henry Golden Boy 22 caliber lever action rifle. It is a thing of beauty. It's made in America, and I can't wait to tell you who the winner is. It might be you. Our thanks to all of our sponsors for helping us with these great giveaways that we're doing. We've got to wrap things up, but as we do, here's hoping that I'll get to see a bunch of you at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show, and here's hoping that you get outside as winter loosens its icy grip on a lot of our United States. There is a lot of fishing to be done as winter turns into spring. There's shed hunting. That is starting to happen this time of year. Lots of wildlife watching, and if you're a hunter, there's always varmint hunting. That's always a possibility, too. Whatever it is you do, get out there, enjoy nature, and do it. Until next week, I hope you're blessed, and I hope you remember this. It is your country, and you're outdoors, so get out there and enjoy it. (laughs) 